It's Monday, November the 2nd, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by Raytheon Technologies. Coming up, England prepares for a second lockdown and Trump predicts bedlam. First, the world in brief. Boris Johnson announced that England will enter a four-week lockdown from November 5th. Britain's Prime Minister acted in the face of rising numbers of coronavirus infections and hospital admissions, which have not been brought under control by the current strategy of regional restrictions. The lockdown rules will be less strict than in the spring, with schools and universities and some workplaces staying open. At least 92 million votes have now been cast in America's elections, more than two-thirds the total number from 2016. President Donald Trump predicted bedlam after Tuesday's main event, but contradicted reports that he would declare victory before results were in. The legal wrangling goes on though. Texas's Supreme Court threw out a lawsuit filed by Republicans that would have rendered illegal 127,000 votes already cast in drive through polling stations. Typhoon Goni made landfall in the Philippines, the strongest storm to hit the island since Typhoon Haiyan, which killed more than 6,000 in 2013. At least 10 people were reported dead as heavy rains and winds up to 195 miles per hour, 310 kilometers per hour, destroyed buildings and caused landslides. About 20 tropical cyclones pass over or near the Philippines each year. Eight pro-democracy legislators were arrested in Hong Kong. Back in May, they had scuffled with pro-Beijing lawmakers, none of whom were apprehended. The octet then charged towards the chairperson's seat in the territory's quasi-parliament during a row over the appointment of a committee chair. If convicted, each could spend a year in prison. Almost a decade behind schedule and after countless lawsuits and two parliamentary inquiries, one of them still ongoing, Berlin's new airport opened. The airport had become a standing rebuke to Germany's reputation for get-it-done efficiency. Now with passenger numbers shrunk by the pandemic, it must start operations at a time of huge uncertainty for the aviation industry. Ivory Coast's contentious presidential election took place amid reports of roadblocks and disruption at polling sites. The main opposition parties boycotted the vote and instead demanded a civil transition. The controversy is centred on the conduct of President Alassane Ouattara, who is running for a third term in seeming breach of the constitution. And Algerians voted in a referendum on a new constitution, which would enforce presidential term limits and give more power to parliament and judges. The ballot is an attempt to win back faith in the country's political class, following demonstrations last year that ousted President Abdulaziz Bouteflika. Fat chance. Officials reckon only about a quarter of Algerians turned out to vote. And now, here's today's agenda. A model for success. Joe Biden's election odds. Today is the last day that any new polls will be crunched into the Economist's presidential election forecast. But no single result would move the needle very much at this point. So far, our data journalists have compiled the results of over 1,500 polls, with the vast majority pointing to a resounding defeat for President Donald Trump. And unlike in 2016, there have been no signs of a late shift in his direction. Our model currently suggests that Joe Biden is leading the president in most of the northern battleground states, as well as in Florida, North Carolina and Arizona. The race is also uncertain in Georgia, Iowa and Ohio, with the challenger having an outside shot at winning Texas. This gives him a robust path to an electoral college majority. The president's only hope is that the polls are twice as error-prone as usual, or that the courts throw out enough ballots to tip the scales in his direction. 
shutting down for the month. Germany's lockdown light. Bars, sports centres and entertainment venues across Germany will close for four weeks today, with limits also imposed on private meetings as the country battles to stem a rapidly growing COVID-19 caseload. With around 20,000 infections recorded daily, Germany is doing better than most other European countries, as in March the second wave started later than elsewhere and the restrictions have come comparatively early. Restaurants will remain open for takeaway and, unlike in the spring, schools and shops will not close as Germany's government tries to mitigate the damage from what it calls its lockdown light. Still, Covid hotspots like Berlin are running dangerously low on intensive care capacity and in many parts of Germany, health offices are no longer able to trace all contacts of the infected. Regional leaders will take stock later in November. The stated aim is to rescue Christmas, but nobody will rule out an extension of the restrictions. Either way, a difficult winter beckons. There may be trouble ahead. British Business The Confederation of British Industries' first ever online annual conference opens today at a difficult time for members. The CBI's latest survey released yesterday showed corporate activity slowing sharply, with a net 29% of respondents reporting declines in outputs in the three months to October. That was a bigger drop than the CBI reported for the three months to September. A net 23% of survey respondents also expected activity to fall in the next three months, and that gloom will have been exacerbated by the newly announced second lockdown, not to mention the risk of a no-deal Brexit. The IMF had already predicted that British GDP would decline by 10.4% this year and would rebound by 5.7% in 2021, making up only part of the lost ground. Manufacturing was the sector least affected, according to the CBI survey, and the Purchasing Managers Index out today is expected to show continued growth for goods producers. Winter Warning Ryanair's Earnings Airlines have had a rotten 2020 thanks to the coronavirus. And Ryanair, Europe's largest low-cost carrier, is no exception. In the second three months of the year, when lockdowns first swept across its home continent, Ryanair's revenue fell by a whopping 95% year-on-year and it made a loss of €185 million, Euros, $205 million. Today, it should produce a better set of earnings for the three months to September, thanks to the summer holiday season. But darker clouds are on the horizon. New lockdowns and travel restrictions across Europe are once again sapping demand. IAG, a rival airline group, says it expects to fly a mere 30% of its capacity over the next quarter. EasyJet, another competitor, recently warned that it needs more funding to survive. Ryanair does not have that problem. It has sufficient funds to last years in theory without any passengers. But its passenger forecast for 2021, which it previously slashed from 149 million to 60 million, already looked wildly over-optimistic. Distant Souls Mexico's Dia de Muertos Having already taken so much, the pandemic is still finding new ways to ravage Mexico. The need for social distancing has robbed families of the last farewell to the dying. Now it is snatching reunion with the dead. Today's Day of the Dead is supposed to be filled with parades and parties. But with coronavirus outbreaks worsening nationwide, local authorities have cancelled events that might hasten the spread. Cemeteries where relatives of the deceased normally flock will be closed. Sales of the marigold flowers traditionally used to honour the dead have slumped. Only online and on television can would-be revellers watch the capital's official parade, which will be heavy with tributes to pandemic victims. Mexico's official toll stands at 92,000, 
but a government analysis of death certificates finds almost 200,000 excess deaths from March to the end of September. That suggests the pandemic and its effects have already killed about one out of every 600 Mexicans. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Sean Connery, who died on Saturday. Love may not make the world go round, but I must admit that it makes the ride worthwhile. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.